The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock main cast. And this podcast will be endeavouring to talk about Karen, Spurs, Boris transfers and Yeboa and not to get too off track. And also sex asses. <laughs> In clear demand. Clear demand. 10,000 of them. 10,000 sex asses. The year began with Leeds losing 3-0 to Spurs at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as the London curse showed no signs of breaking its New Year's resolution on day two. Whether the fog, cheese boards or their £200 million players are to blame, we don't know. But one thing we're sure of is that Spurs wouldn't have won that game without a break due to COVID. (laughs) With January came the kickoff of silly season with former Sunderland striker Kevin Phillips challenging Danny Mills for his football insider residency, tipping Leeds to sign Diego Costa. Thanks, Kevin. And in non-Leeds related news after days, weeks, months, who can tell time anymore? Of Boris Johnson schooling the country on schools needing to stay open with principals and unions threatening legal action. The Prime Minister, you turned quicker than your cat who's seen a cucumber, putting the entire country in a six-week lockdown. And the worst part? There's not even a season two of Tiger King to keep us entertained. Cow Baskin! Cow Baskin! (laughs) Part two. She fed her husband to a tiger. That's allegedly allegedly true, isn't it? Spoilers. The first consequences of Brexit are upon us, and no doomsday movie could have prepared us for 10,000 sex asses being <laughs> stuck, undelivered at the border. <laughs> Still, in this climate of unemployment, the revelation that sex ass tycoon is a career choice must surely give hope to millions. They must leave you right now. It's almost that story is almost as real as that guy that won the lottery, but now he sucks off dogs for quavers. <laughs> Such a, for quavers as well. Such a niche. <laughs> That's a kink I don't want to <laughs> explore. <laughs> and it's all too much for Big Sam Allardyce as he muttered the last shrieks of a dying dinosaur. <laughs> the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The one game manager of England has called for football to be cancelled for fears of his personal health right after taking the West Brom job. Mm. Bemoaned post-Brexit transfer regulations right after voting for Brexit and said he wished he'd played the leads that turned up against Spurs. We can only assume he means he would prefer to lose 4-0. The one... (laughs) Positive we can take is that if the league does shut down for COVID, we'll be English champions by 10 points. That was the year so far. So my name's Adonis um, from the Adelites on Twitter and Ross Bell, 1984, our man on the post is with us. Hello. And our at Riot Badger, Alex, is here again. 2021 is not as advertised. 
It's just twenty twenty B. Diet twenty twenty. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Twenty twenty light. Well, it doesn't feel so light at the minute, does it? Mm. Rasta. So it was it was last week that we spoke with uh, Mr. Phil Hay, and it was felt more like Mr. Phil Hay spoke, which was lovely. <laughs> I enjoyed it very much. Um, we got we got but, value for money from Mr. Phil. It yeah. was great. We, we did. We <laughs> cheekily put it into two parts. <laughs> I felt bad about that when uh, you know when he completely ignored um, sending him a WhatsApp with the the second tweet. <laughs> Go on, retweet that. Go on. <laughs> no response. And then we replied to fact check Phil Hay, who I obviously invited to come on the pod. And then I thought, oh God, Phil's got the wrong idea here. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently not. So everything's fine. But the conclusion of which is that we didn't get to talk about Karen very much. So now is your chance, boys. Now is your chance to talk indefinitely, if you would. (laughs) (sighs) Well... uh... It's such a nuanced and difficult story, isn't it? But I did find it fucking hilarious that during the commercial breaks for the Spurs game, there was a little bit of VT of her finding the wrong house to deliver food to. <laughs> and she seemed more gutted about getting that wrong than she did the opinion about Leeds. <laughs> it's done wonders for her career. She's on Back in the Day 2. Um, she's the nation's darling now, isn't she? All of a sudden, us, us horrible, vile Leeds fans. All, all jumping on her case. Mm. I mean, I still maintain she needs to get her facts right. Like that's that still doesn't change anything. That yeah, the sexist her opinion abuse. was wrong. Yeah, yeah doesn't excuse wrong. Her her opinion is demonstrably wrong. Yeah, the sexist and misogynistic abuse is also wrong. They're both exactly. wrongs. One of these is higher than the other. Doesn't make <laughs> one right. Yeah. Yeah, it can, both things can be true in this. And I think, yeah, they are. The people that sexistly abuse her, then, yeah, they, they deserve... If, you, if you're getting banned from Twitter from making people wish they want to fall upstairs and stuff, then uh, they should be banned for this sort of stuff. But this seems to just fly underneath <laughs> or over, over the radars completely, doesn't it? You can get away with whatever you want. I'll meet mm. most recently Cookie being banned for <laughs> saying that he wants to hug somebody to death. <laughs> <laughs> Which I fully stand behind. I fully stand behind that tweet. I think the phrase he used was bear hug the cunt in reference to Boris Johnson. Which just a term of endearment. What's wrong with that? Yeah, seven days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like there, there should be a little bit of nuance in these algorithms. Mm. Yeah, it should be. It should be. It's a, a little bit sus. That, that is not a threat that he's going to follow through with. <laughs> Although I do have a friend in Tasmania who headbutted Tony Abbott. And I don't know if you if you know Tony Abbott. He was a he fundamentalist it. Christian right. um, part-time boxer who was the one-time Prime Minister of Australia. And a very far-right, very horrible, mean-spirited, cold-blooded individual. My friend um, is a punk, I guess you could say, an anarchic punk. And, and, and he spotted him one day. After he'd had a fair good days of, of drink in him. <laughs> and he said, oh, Tony. And he comes up, no, I just want to shake your hand. Um, as to, <laughs> I just want to shake his hand, he said, to, to the worried looking bodyguard next to Tony Abbott. So Tony it was like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. 
shook his hand and he headbutted. <laughs> nice. So sometimes these threats do come true, but I don't think Cookie yeah. is going to bear bear hug the life out of Boris Johnson. Boris is on his district, you know, toy, you know, announcing the Hunger Games, and Cookie's like, "I just want to hug him. I just want to give him a hug." <laughs> I think with um, with with Karen, it's just that we've been hit over the head with Bielsa burnout for three years, and it's yeah. it's a bit. It's just the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, I, th- I think what sickened me most is how the the wagons have circled in the journalistic community. You know, the community that were quite happy with hacking dead people's phones for years until they found out that that was a technique, yeah. and then they're trying to take the moral high ground about. Uh, tenuously misogynistic post. Leeds United wasn't sexist or misogynistic with what they posted. Yep. Yes, they could have called out the abuse that was put underneath that tweet or in that tweet's name earlier, sooner. But it's disproportionate is the reaction that we've got. Yeah, I stand well, by the fact that Wilson did nothing wrong with his tweet. It's, no. He didn't He didn't tag Cameron Carney. He tagged uh, Prime Video Sport or Prime Sport Video, whatever it's called. And yeah, like it just stated the simple fact that we weren't in a bad run of form and we didn't only get promoted because of COVID. And that's it's also interesting to say. Because he was he was uh, criticising not just her opinion, but Jimmy Floyd, Piggy Banks' yeah. endorsement of it. So... Yeah. Uh, it's the people that say, oh, we don't because it's a woman. No, it isn't. Go and check the yeah. Agbon Lahore tweets from the yeah. account and all the other stuff that we've done. It's Speaking of Gobby, he's had his, his uh, weighed in his oar on this, hasn't he, Ross? Well, yeah, as well, he's had, he's had to say about something else. He's been chatting on, oh, he's been speaking to our favourites of Football Insider. He's, he's this week's Danny Mills, I'm afraid. Um, but he's uh, he's savaged Leeds 28-year-old, apparently. They, they draw you in with the headline, doesn't say who it is. He's it's savaged Alioski. a Leeds 28-year-old. Yes, <laughs> put it past him. He claims that Alioski has been found out um, and he will struggle to play left-back against top teams' quality wingers. Cheers, Gabby. That's literally He's been it. struggling to play left-back since we put him there. I mean, I don't think it's going to make any fucking difference. <laughs> he, he goes forward really well, does Alioski. He's not a left-back, though. Yeah. I was actually referring to the to the um, the quote that, that Gobby Talk said. Talk stuff. And yeah, he said that we're a small club. It was no, a yeah. small club mentality for us to call out the Karen Carney comment. We know he's a fucking idiot. We can just... We don't have to take anything he says seriously. He said, you wouldn't get Manchester United or Liverpool doing something like that. It, it smacks of a small club mentality. You've just won 5-0. Only tweet your goals and highlights. But this is, is this not similar to like, um, I'm going to use a really strange thing. Like so if you think about like a class warfare sort of thing, mm. lower classes, everybody was, oh, you know, we want poor people to do well, we want people to prosper. But as soon as anybody from a working class background, and I can count myself in this, as soon as you show yourself in arenas that are are not, you know, typically from the working class, it's like, you can't say that, you shouldn't act like that, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. You get told what you can and can't do. And that's Mm. exactly what the the media are doing to Leeds. You're a little club, you've only come up, who do you think you are doing this? Who do you think you are doing that? Shut the fuck up. We're Leeds United, we don't give a fuck. Yes, exactly. We're fourth in the league for goals, third for possession, second for XG. So why should we? Uh, why should we change our style? Yeah. And and the fact that these these PR entrenched plastic corporations that are masquerading as football clubs don't have a fucking soul 
doesn't mean that that we shouldn't. No, that's no, my exactly. take on it. Well, yeah, exactly. I, do we want to be uh, another run of mill Premier League club, or would you want to be Leeds? Yeah, exactly. Leeds I, Leeds? we were always going to be different when we came up, and I think I thought it was mainly going to be the support. I thought we were going to get a lot of bad press from our away support, just being loud and rowdy, not necessarily causing trouble. Mm. Oh, it's terrible they're using this language where there are children. <laughs> Um, but no, it's just been his club being a rowdy as fuck on Twitter. <laughs> great, isn't it? Cheers, Wilson. You're one of us. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. Much rather this than just being Brighton or Burnley and just completely non-existent in this division. Mm. Yep. Okay. Um, so moving on now. Spurs. Shit, wasn't it? Bit I've got a question though. Why is their stadium named like it's in Pez? <laughs> the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. <laughs> why is that? Why is it not White Hart Lane? What's changed? I don't know because it basically no, is White Hart Lane, isn't it? It's a bit bigger. It's in the same place, isn't it? Yeah, it's literally in the same place. This is a branding issue, isn't it? Yeah. This not, is a soulless we, and lifeless, isn't it? We don't have Leeds United on the badge kind of issue, isn't yeah. it? it we've, just done, we've done our research and we've spoken to ten thousand Tottenham fans. <laughs> And your new stadium is, drumroll, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. For another hundred years. <laughs> but yeah, it's an impressive looking stadium, isn't it? It does look good and I've heard they've got their own cheese rooms and shit like that. That's ace. I mean, they've got their own brewery on there. Fantastic. But it just sounds like it's like, oh, I'm going to go to the Leeds United Stadium to watch Leeds United. <laughs> it makes it easier for foreign fans to know where they're going. Well, yeah, because we don't stop them coming into the country and we don't let them quarantine. So they know exactly where they're going. Next, don't they? <laughs> it was a terrible game. We had a good first 20 minutes. I didn't ever feel like we were on top of them. I thought they were, they were, always, they were always dangerous. And yeah, he got away from us. Penalty, there wasn't a penalty. A goal from a corner that maybe he probably should have done better with. And yeah, just good goal by Son and he's, he's going to do that that was a great Ailings. goal yeah Ailings did you see his um, post-match interview yeah well we've been spanked off the park in other games <laughs> yeah he's so brave to do that and all with his speech impediment to actually go on there and do that and talk about how, how battered they were and he yeah. said like they're going to score a goal you cannot stop a team that are that well oiled especially yeah. Kane and Son they'll do that to any team you can't track them because they're just so quick no that second goal was so good I thought there was something wrong, like a, the ref had blown the whistle and we'd stop yeah. playing because we just went absolutely to sleep. Yeah. And just that run was not tracked. And it's like, you, you've got to hold your hands up to goals like that. That's an amazing goal. Yeah. Um, but it was a free hit. It was. The important ones were Burnley and Newcastle and uh, West Brom. And we won them. So who was your man of the match then? Was it Luke? <laughs> Was it Luke? Probably was, to be fair. Think, yeah, to be honest, Bill had a really good game. I think I really like how he comes out from centre-back and takes it past the player. Ben Hodder that... was amazed. He thought it was revolutionary football. <laughs> I don't think we've seen Leeds play under Bill no, at all because he was shocked by the way we were playing football. I mean, to be fair to Glenn Hoddle, most of the time he's, he's doing yoga, isn't he? <laughs> he's doing the, the tree or whatever in, in his yoga room. Oh, is he saying that disabled people did something wrong in a previous life? Or making comments that are... That's the one. That's the one. I wonder what Glenn, Glenn did wrong in his previous life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely Luke. I think he, he was fantastic. 
he's a right back player, centre back, and doesn't look out of place. And him and uh, Pascal Strike did all right, I thought. Yeah, they did. Considering yeah. up against what probably three hundred million pounds worth of strikers. Uh, a confession to make. Go on then. Um, in my FPL team, I have Hugo Lloris, Hyung Min Son, and Harry Kane, <laughs> and I captained Son. <laughs> Yeah, I've got Son and Kane. I've got captain and vice captain for both of them. But that's, that's something I did weeks ago and just left it as that because they just score and assist goals all the time. Disloyal. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> if your FPL is not all Leeds players, right? I don't have Pascal Stroik and Stuart Dallas and my defence took a hammer in this week. <laughs> I do have a hard and fast rule of no scum and no Chelsea players. And that reminds me, I've got to go through the Adelites Cup, which is the FPL league um, of mine. And, uh, and, remove some of these very naughty players who've put fucking Penandes into their teams. <laughs> Can't be doing with that. I mean, it was the perfect Spurs game for them. It? They got an early goal. Didn't have to do much after that. They looked comfortable all the way through it, really. Yeah. Even though we had much more possession, I thought we didn't really do anything with it. I don't think, I don't remember Lloris making any real kind of challenging save at all. No. And if you want some more in-depth um, analysis of the <laughs> Spurs game, you can go over to our match review if you haven't yeah. seen it yet. There you go. Look at how fucking professional we're getting now. Slick. This yeah. way you put a link on the YouTube video and we all point to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. It, it, it's up here. <laughs> For more Just analysis. <laughs> Click on this button and make some comments down here. <laughs> Just click the subscribe button, leave your abuse here, and if something <laughs> looks nice, it's I've left it under a different name. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hate YouTubers. And we're YouTubers now. Yeah. Just Isn't that a revelation? Self-loathing is a good thing. Yeah. We're going to have to make it better somehow. How can we make YouTube better? Write it in the comments, guys, and yeah. <laughs> 5,000 likes will do the best one. <laughs> Guys, click likes. We want to get one to aim for 250 likes on this one. Ah, no. right here. So, uh, you know, maybe people who are used to YouTube uh, sort of um, getting into their element. Now we're talking all about this. So we're going to have to make them fuck off from this video uh, by talking about Boris. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so. He's a bit of a bell end, isn't he? Let's face it. And he's 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 uh, sort of berating schools and and these poor teachers who were like, yeah, but Boris, have you looked at the science? I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think we should open. In fact, I'm not going in. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, oh, there's going to be an announcement tonight. So they've been in school for one day, one day, and then everybody's making plans, obviously. And then he comes out at eight p.m. Was it? Yeah. Yep. After a day, well, I, you know, over a weekend where loads of parents and teachers have been stressed, lots of teachers have been given masses of abuse on Twitter and other social media because they're lazy and feckless and, you know, they're earning a living, they're stealing living all this shit. And then parents don't know whether they can go to work on Monday or not. You know, what are they supposed to do? I was supposed to put the kids in. Some of them saying, well, I want to keep them off, you know, because I don't think it's safe. And then they've been uh, threatened with fines of £60 a day for keeping them off. Mm. They send them into school. It's, it's almost like the teachers and parents are going, 
at Boris, that school's on fire. It's really not a good idea for us to send our children and, and teachers into that school. It's <laughs> fine. Alas. And they've gone into the school and gone, it's really shit. You know, we're all setting on fire. That kid's running around and he's on fire. It's like, <laughs> close the schools. And then every kid that's gone in has then got to isolate for 10 days because potentially they've been around somebody with COVID. Yeah. So then that's 10 days of them parents not able to go to work. So the economy is going to crash anyway. You've fucked up, Boris. Yeah, again, majorly. Well, yeah, again, repeatedly. How can you trust anything? This the, the thing is, all this. There's no compliance now for this lockdown, mm. and you know, I think we all understand that that means that we'll be in this for a long time. But you can trace it all back to that big meek-on-headed looking fuck going to Barnard Castle for his fucking eye test, and everybody's got an out now and just says, "Oh, well, you know, if he can do it, you know, it's coming from the top." Take away, yeah. So he fucked up again. It's fucked up part 726. Yeah. So I sent my daughter to school yesterday. She was really excited to go and see her friends. And even though she understands you've got to keep distance, but they can't. There was 33, she's in a class of 33 people. She's six years old. Yeah. There was only two kids that didn't go in because their parents kept them off. And she had, she had to go in basically. And so she went in, she was happy to see her friends. She did, she had a really good day. She had a fun day. And then she gets home and gets told, well, you can't go to school now. It's not all. Yeah. Given that little bit of there's, there's their friends, they can play with their friends after two weeks off, not being able to see them at Christmas, and now that's it. No, can't see them until February now. It almost seems like, a, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist in any way, but it seems like it's either massive incompetence, ding, 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 probably that, or it's a, it's a calculated attempt to get everybody to mix over Christmas and then, you know, mix in the pot, everybody gets infected, asymptomatic or not, send them to school, give it to your mates, go home to grandma. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. It feels like it's a super spreader event. And I know it's not. I just know it's gross incompetence. Yeah. <sighs> I think he wouldn't have opened schools. If Keir Stammer had said nothing about it just before Christmas, then they wouldn't have sent, they would have closed the schools without yeah. that first day opening. But because they, he said it, he can't be seen to be agreeing with what Labour have said. And I'm not a Labour fan. I don't particularly care about either of any of them. But he, he could have just didn't do it. Could have just not opened schools at all. It would have made no difference to anyone. No one would have cared. No one would have liked him more for it or less because I don't think his opinion can change much now. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky in a situation where I could now be a, a, a teacher for my daughter for the next seven weeks because I don't have a job so I can be here and do that whilst my wife works in another room in the house. But I can't, I can't do the job that a teacher can do. And she's at home and she's in a room where all of her toys are in the next room and it's trying to keep their attention is so hard but which is why i struggle working from home because all my toys are in the next room <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's the same for me my xbox is downstairs i want to be doing that rather than i even have a toy in the office there's a guitar right there <laughs> what i don't get about the dialogue around this is the comments that say oh but i can't believe people are saying jeremy corbyn would have done a better job <clears throat> it's like the entrenching of, of tribalism and yeah. the, 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 the appeasing of, of somebody who's clearly doing, I, I mean, the worst job possible. I can't imagine a worse job. If we, if we hadn't have had the example of Donald Trump sort of look, to look at over the pond where he's, he's sort of saying all this random Inject stuff bleach. about, yeah, injecting bleach and all that. Sticking a the sun, sticking the sun into your blood, <laughs> under your skin. The, yeah, 
He's, you know, because he's, he's obviously, his mind's on the tanning bed and he's like, oh, what if we just sort of take my skin off and then <laughs> shine some light on it and they get rid of the COVID, it's fine. So if there wasn't that example, it would clearly be the worst job that is imaginable. And given that if how Jeremy Corbyn and Labour would have done is complete hypothetical, yeah. you can't say either way anyway. But to say it so abrasively, like he would have done a worse job and Boris is doing the best he can and leave Boris alone, it just is beyond me. It's our good one today. As they said, uh, yeah. Boris looks tired, you know. You know, he's doing he's doing his best. He's doing the best in a really difficult job. Don't politicise this. Don't <laughs> politicise the Prime Minister. <laughs> We're plumbing new depths now. <laughs> Jesus. It's a nightmare, isn't it? It's, it's an absolute nightmare. There's no two ways around it. And, 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 and there's not much disagreement if you look at places like Leeds, where... That have always been Labour and the majority vote Labour. Always, every election, and and it's yeah. only the the out these outskirts, these little small little country towns like in League of Gentlemen, where they're voting. They're where voting, I live. It's, they're voting for the for fucking Boris, you know. Yeah. He's a I local a, prime minister. I live in a conservative stronghold, and it is. I, I post things on Facebook now just to wind up my father-in-law. <laughs> I know he loves Boris, and he can't do any wrong. So I just post pictures of him being a clown, and just just to really wind him up because I, I, it baffles me how you can support him in this. But I don't, I don't agree that Corbyn would have done a better job. None of them would have done. It's completely fucked. But it, yeah, <laughs> we're where we are, aren't we? We needed a leader, and we didn't elect a leader. We yeah. elected. A celebrity. Much like the Yanks elected a celebrity, because we're so blinded to this is this is such a football podcast. We're so blinded <laughs> towards like you know, oh, he's a, he's a personal, oh, he's good, you know, I'd love a pint with Boris, you know, blah 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 blah. We're blinded to that, and we aren't selected a leader. And when he's when he's needed to lead, he can't do it. He cannot well, do it. It's it's West Brom. They had a leader in <laughs> Slaven Bilic. He was doing a pretty decent job. Sacked him, got a bigger name in, who's a shit as a manager. And oh, give, it, give it Boris to end the season. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we have done. Okay, let's move on and back to Leeds then. And it's silly season. And we're talking January transfers. It's come straight from the horse's mouth, i.e. Um, Angus, that there's no plans to, to go go to the market this window unless some opportunities come about that we mm. that are too good to miss so um given that paul robinson has said that julian draxler would be a massive signing <laughs> <Here's Paul. laughs> can't we just have like correct rumours, as in we've heard something that Leeds have made an approach for this player. Not ex-professionals just going, <laughs> Draxler. Yeah. You know, going through the file of facts of life. Pulling one the, team the, out of one hat and a Draxler. player out of another hat. Go. I love how obvious it is. Like, oh, Draxler would be a massive signing for Leeds. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for yeah. that. So we're killing them both. Also not going to happen. Repeat. Yeah. yeah, revealing insight. What about Cristiano Ronaldo? Would he be a massive signing as well? 
He'll be back up to Bamford, won't he? Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking at Skybet now. So they've got a, a big list of players who are uh, kind of you can bet on where they're going to be before the end of the, the window. And we are favourites for one. It's Roddy, Roddy DePaul, obviously, seven to one. Who's actually the Pozos has said that he won't leave unless it's summer. Yeah. That's dead in the water. 33 to 1 to sign Marco Anatovic, who I f- didn't realise was still playing football. <laughs> West Ham are favourites to sign him. I'm sure he's a West Ham player, isn't he? Where is he? He was. I, <laughs> I don't know where he's he play for. <laughs> I've no idea. I thought he was a West Ham player. Uh, we're also in the running, according to Skybet, with uh, Danny Rose. We want Danny Rose. Because X player, easy link. <laughs> uh... Yeah, uh, Deli Alley and his massive wages. And we're also in the running for Ben White. Oh, really? Ben White? Yeah, 25 to 1 we are. Man United are 5 to 2. But the thing is, odds are done by people betting yeah. and people are stupid. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Man United fans have lumped a whole load of money on Ben White being a, a scum player by the end of February. Arnautovic is at Shanghai at the minute. <laughs> yeah. He must have a small contract then. Definitely we can sign him. Yeah, so he was he left West Ham in 2019, went to Shanghai. He's had 29 appearances and 16 goals. Not bad. That's a decent return. That's probably why West Ham won him back. Report. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Leeds lead the race to sign Damari Gray. Damari Gray? I, I signed him on FIFA 2004. <laughs> <So> I, <laughs> he hasn't played football for a year, has he? I'm sure he's like completely not even in their squad. Gray, who earns 55000 a week, according to Spotrack, has shown glimpses of his outstanding talent during his time with Leicester, as well as with Birmingham before that. Played one game this season for Leicester. Here's the, clin- here's the clinching sentence. And if he joins Leeds and clicks with Bielsa's methods, <laughs> then he could prove to be a fantastic signing. <laughs> if he joined Leeds... If he's got two legs, <laughs> and if he's able to put one leg in front of the other, maybe he can run. Oh, story! It's our headline from uh, Noel Whelan, uh, seven p.m. on the fifth of January. So, literally thirteen minutes ago, God's he'll be way. wearing a lead shirt in January. Pundit in huge DePaul claim after the latest tweet. Cheers, Noel. Inside knowledge, DePaul's on his way. I mm, love you, Noel, but I don't <laughs> think so. No. Yeah, if he's available for right price. Meanwhile, for Leeds. Uh, DePaul, stance, DePaul stance made clear to Leeds as transfer demands are laid out. Udinese have informed Rodrigo DePaul's suitors, including Leeds United, they have no intention of selling the playmaker in January. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love transfer window season. It's great fun. I can't wait until it shuts though and then yeah. you get people saying, well, we've not even spelt, spent the wood money yet. <laughs> Where's that McCormack money gone? Yeah. <coughs> DePaul will only be sold if any club meets their 35 million euro asking price. That's come Is down, that not, on it? Isn't that literally any player at any club? If you meet the asking price, we will sell him. Yeah. He's not for sale unless <laughs> you give us what we want for him. <laughs> And some Leeds fans are excited about links to Ficayo Tomori. Oh, Chelsea. Mm. Yeah. I think that'll be loan, though. What it, we've done well with Chelsea loan players. Yeah. They've been great in the past. Is yeah. he if he's not good enough to play for Lampard's defence in the Premier League, what the fuck? He's going to be awful for us, isn't he? Well, he bought... Jamal he, Blackman? 
Yeah, Blackman, we broke him, sent him back. <laughs> it, Jamal Blackman was one of them where it's like, you know, when you buy something from Amazon, but break it and go, oh, it arrived like this. <laughs> Just can send the parts back and get a yeah. refund. Get a refund, please. Yeah. Izzy Brown is the only high, high, highlights reel that I've made of a Leeds player that I felt really bad about. <laughs> was it just him skying over that free kick at the derby game and that's it? No, there's, there's white screen one... footage not found. <laughs> <laughs> there was one game before. I'm not shitting you. His first touch was the ball getting smashed into his face. <laughs> Did you put some like EDM music in the background? It's just like proper slow mo, like fancy graphics of it hitting him in his face. And that chariot song. <laughs> World's greatest sports injuries. <laughs> Mix that in with Gary Kelly smashing that ball at Thomas Brolin. Knocking his bandage disintegrating off his head. <laughs> And lots of people saying that we should sell for sure. And we'll fucking buy him. Loan out, loan out Roberts. I'm all for loan out Roberts, but who's going to buy for sure? What's happening with the Roberts situation? Because it was a bit weird on it in the press conference because he said he was unavailable and then kind of went, but what am I supposed to say to these guys? <laughs> uh, he's unavailable. Uh, and that was it. So we don't, we don't know what it is. Mm. Do we reckon he's been out partying yeah. and got COVID? Yeah. He's like, what are we not? What What are we supposed to say to these? Okay, right. We are not using him for spare body parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get on like, his case. I get on his case a lot, but he's twenty one. How you say shit? <laughs> he's not available. <laughs> <laughs> he's twenty one. Bournemouth are interested in him. Send him down there on loan. Get him some proper first team football that see if you can do a half a season without getting injured and see what you can do. Yeah. He's, then maybe I mean, you can come back. But he's good. So as the back end of the well to be to whole be, game. before the COVID lockdown stuff, he was looking mm. really good. And then it's just absolutely disintegrated. Mm. So. And uh, football fancast is saying that now is the perfect time to finally sell Kiko Kazia. <laughs> Again, who's going to buy him? Leeds have been linked with Sam Johnston and Seni Dieng from QPR. Hmm. Hang on, let me Google racist football clubs. <laughs> <laughs> if we could send Would Ty we... Roberts to Bournemouth and He's get him back well. in return, let's do that. Let's do that all, all day. Hmm. Yeah, Kiko needs to go because he's just a... He, the thing is, he's a cloud hanging over the club now. Mm. Um, and every single time that um, Melier makes a, any slight mistakes, like it's time for Kiko, just put Kiko back in. I'm seeing more no. every week as well, unfortunately. Yeah. He's going to play Sunday, no? Oh, so, incoming 3 0, lost to Crawley. Then. <laughs> Three goals, all at the near post. You heard it here first. I haven't lost in eight games. I'm, getting, I'm generally a little bit concerned. <laughs> We're out. We're so out. <laughs> Let's move on to that. FA Cup game then. So how do we feel? Firstly, how do you feel about the FA Cup in general this season? It's a bit of shit, isn't it? I mean, it's the, the FA Cup is supposed to be about fans getting big teams to the stadium and packing the house out and making loads of money. Yeah. And that's not there anymore. Um, so it's a bit it's a bit of a damp squib. And talking about um, badly named stadiums, Crawley play at the People's Pension Stadium. <laughs> 
I shit you not. <laughs> um, have they paid for it with their pensions? <laughs> they probably have, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're in the annuity box just up there. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Crawley are only seven to one to win. That's not long enough for a team that are in League Two against a Premier League team. That's skybet.com. That worries me. <laughs> <laughs> They're on form. The... We're going to play Kiko and some kids, aren't we? Or the Maybe bookies are available. Is <laughs> <laughs> um, it going to be the kids? Are it going to be the team that played against Hull in the Carabao Cup? But definitely put some money on Crawley winning because oh, yeah. Absolutely. That, that's a no-brainer. Mm. And I don't even gamble. <laughs> I never have. I've never put one bet on in my Fancy whole life. 40 quid back for a £5 bet on Crawley to win 7-1. to one. That's, not, that's not bad for a fiver. Is that right? Is that right? That's a no-brainer, that is. Leads in the third round of the FA Cup. Yeah. Please gamble responsibly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only five pounds. Don't go mad. Betting on me to lose. He's gambling responsibly <laughs> in the FA Cup. In the FA Cup. Yeah. Is the FA Cup responsible during a pandemic in which the um, the rate infection rate has gone up by seventy percent in the last two weeks? We would travel to facilities- London twice. Are the testing facilities going to be uh, up to the same standard as Premier League? It's just some old bloke called Ken sniffing you as you walk in. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't smell like you've got COVID. It's fine. <laughs> I've smelled at least five people who've had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a certain smell to them. Either that or I've lost my smell. <laughs> Hang on, I've got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Crawley <coughs> Town oh. were shocked today with the death of Ken, their COVID sniffer. <laughs> Crawley, Crawley says no. <coughs> they ground hold 6,000 mm. people. It's also, we got pulled up on YouTube, didn't we? It's not in London. Where is it? Sussex or something. Anything south of Sheffield is France. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. You live in France, mate. So it <laughs> Nothing matters to me. It's all London. So. I was on All Leeds TV and we they were talking about how how good it would be to have an FA Cup run. And in my mind, uh, I don't know if it's conditioning or institutionalism or something like that, but I think of the worst case scenario and and then it's often worse than than what I imagine. I'm honestly, I'm imagining like we go down there, you know, Bielsa gets COVID and dies from it. Um, three or four players get COVID, they're out, and we get four injuries or something because we're not used to playing on such a beautiful pitch. <laughs> but could you imagine? And that, yeah, and the, I was on all these TV and they were saying, oh, let's go for the cup run. Yeah, cup run. And I was thinking, no fucking way. Yeah, let's I'm not. Like, you know, strap Bielsa into that fucking chair, wrap him in cotton wool and bubble wrap until we've got a vaccine. And none of the centre-backs in the club don't bring any fucking centre-backs because <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford to lose anymore. I think don't even send Bielsa down. No. Do what just, Warnock did when he sent his ass man in charge. Was it at Birmingham? Yeah. Was it New Year's? That was I a fake one as well. I love a good ass man. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't be asked to make a trip from Cornwall, could he? Because it was a New Year yeah. and he, was, he had a bit of a cold, I think. So, yeah. Leave Bill Elsa in Leeds. Just send whoever his assistant is, Diego Reyes or whatever, send him and, down. And whichever team will lose 3 0. 
Uh, just send Mark Jackson and the kids. That's working fine. They're doing well. Yeah. Send Mark Jackson. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Send Mark Jackson and the kids, and that's it. The under 16s. There we go. <laughs> they did all right in the um, EFL trophy, didn't they? It was 7 1 to Accrington. I'll take that. It's fine. That won't be too bad. That won't be too bad, actually, because Ken's not allowed near under 16s. So <laughs> he's not able to sniff them. <laughs> oh, Ken. Go on to your dog. Okay. Oh, come um, here, love. You all right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Yeboa then. Let's talk about Yeboa. With a chance. Well, what a stunning goal. <laughs> I can't hear his name without finishing that off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he signed on this day in 1995 for £3.4 million. What, what, what's that in today's money, do you reckon, for a striker that... I had to score a ton of goals in Germany before this as well. Let's do the inflation tracker. I remember when he signed, I was 12. And uh, I remember reading, all of my news was from the Yorkshire Evening Post <laughs> on Waters. And I saw that we were in for him. It's like, oh, is this Yeboa? Yeboa? I don't know. Um, and yeah, and, and he signed and he came onto the pitch out and ran. I'm like, hey, he's a bit fat. <laughs> <laughs> he looks very, very overweight as this lad. And then... Uh, his first couple of games weren't fantastic, but then they started smashing them in like nobody's business. So. Yeah. Wasn't he the top scorer in the Bundesliga the I previous season? Yeah, he was. He, was, he scored a ton of goals for Frankfurt. And the fact yeah. that we could get him 3.4, when you think we spent what, four and a half on Lee Sharp and four and a half on Thomas Broden, and fair enough, Broden was a high profile name, but the impact of a 3.4 million pound striker to score what, 24 Premier League goals. 32 in all in total in 66 games almost a goal every other game in today's money it's 6.83 million still less than Patrick Bamford yeah <laughs> it's nothing is it absolutely nothing but that's the thing because back in 95 the Bundesliga might as well have been played on Mars yeah nobody saw it unless you had a scouting network that went over to watch it it was not on any TV you couldn't watch it on YouTube YouTube didn't exist um Computers didn't exist. It's before but, Championship Manager, so I had no idea there was fun yeah. football in other countries. So. <laughs> oh my God, they're doing Germany as well. <laughs> and yeah, so nobody knew him and he just turned up as a properly unknown. And then it spawned the merch. And the merch was unreal. There was a Yeboah mask. You could buy a mask to put over your head to look like Tony Yeboah. And it's yeah. the most problematic thing I think the club's ever seen. <laughs> Did you have the VHS? Didn't have the VHS, I had the uh, flip book. Tony Aboa, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had the CD from the FA Cup final. Mm. It had a, a Tony Aboa to the tune of Have a Nagelia. <laughs> <laughs> I only ever remember we used to sing Yeboa, Yeboa. I mean, it wasn't the most uh, original of chants. No, this never got sang in the studio. In the, in the stadium, we are just in the studio when they did the CD. Tony. Mm. Tony Yeboa, Tony Yeboa, Tony Yeboa. Mates. That's it. <laughs> Full three-minute track. I I have heard of that um, <laughs> be, being chanted at the stadium since. Not in the <laughs> Maybe. 90s. Yeah, not in the, <laughs> not 90s, in the 90s, but but since then. It's a shame George Graham took over and bombed him out of the club, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, threw shirt at him. Yeah. So that first him. season... Um, 18 appearances, 12 goals in the league. And 
the second that's, one that's was 12 the... goals from January though. Yeah. 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 I mean that's that's a really good return. That's mm. And it's appearances, not starts. Yeah. And and then that next season that was the uh, the blockbuster one and twenty two appearances, twelve goals. Yeah. That <laughs> Liverpool game was really early in the season, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, it was. It's not it the was. second year, yeah. But I thought it was the first game, first home game of the season. I think it was. I think it was, yeah. I think you're right. I think that's the first time I remember seeing us in that script kit. I think it is. Uh, But he pushed out Phil Massinger, who I really liked. I rated him as a player. I thought he was really good. Yeah. Um, And it was a shame to see him literally be put out on the wing. And then then you've got your bow and then he kind of goes away. And the guy that uh, we came to keep Phil company, who was his arch nemesis, but nobody knew it. Became our best ever centre back. So, <laughs> yeah. so. Poor Phil. Rest in peace, Phil. Yep. Yeah, of all his memorable goals, it's that one against West Ham where he absolutely thunders the ball into the goal for about six yards. Mm. I think it's Ludic McCloskey who stood in goal and the ball's just, he does a belly peel off arrow, the ball's in the back of the net before he even moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's staggered back like he's yeah. been punched in the face <laughs> on a Saturday, Saturday night at. 1am, 1 or 2am. He's at the ball flying past him. To be fair though, Bailey Peacock Farrell's Burnley career is just consists of him reacting to shots that have been put him in at Leeds. Yeah. He's mm. still failing to react. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's, some of his goals were just unreal. The, the one against Manchester United on uh, New Year's, uh, not New Year's, Christmas Eve. Yeah. That was a really well taken goal. Took <laughs> the ball really well, took it past, um, was it Parker? And just mm. smashed it. Absolutely yeah. smashed it into that. And, yeah, loved him. Absolutely. That Monaco game as well. Fantastic hat-trick. That game, I was fully convinced we were going to lose. I thought, it's his first for eight in a year. Okay, if we come, you know, <laughs> first leg, we'll be able to get him back at Ellen Road and then listen to, listen to it on the radio because that's how old I am. Um, and then just hearing three goals going, it's like, oh, fucking brilliant. And well, not every it. game was televised back then. No. So no. The, there was no choice but to listen to the radio. No, that's it. Back in my day, lads, the football <laughs> wireless, and you had to listen to Bryn Law, funnily enough, and they'd tell you what was going on, and, and then there was Eddie Gray, you know, and... <laughs> you, you had to put all your extra blankets on the bed and listen to it under the blanket, so <laughs> Mum didn't know you were listening. That Leeds team, so I've just looked at that and go, Jesus Christ. Tony Luke, uh, John Lucas in goal, fine. David Weatherall, good. John Pemberton. Embo. Carlton Palmer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Drigo Speed, Kelly, fine. McAllister, yep, good. Whelan, and Dean, and Yaboa. That's, that's quite attacking, those three. Yeah, it is. Mm. What's the midfield? Palmer, Speed, and McAllister. Yeah. It's a 4 3 3. 4 3 3 from Howard. That trident up front. Whelan and Dean on the wings. Brilliant. Took Monaco to pieces. Brought Paul Beasley on at half time just to shore things up. <laughs> Two goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt Beanie get. Matt Monaco Beanie brought on back. Terry Henry in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. And that, that, that's what solidified the uh, green and blue kit for me. That game. Mm. I'll always associate it with that game. Yeah. Have it. Yeah, did you see your boy when he came back for Radaby's testimonial? In the, mm-hmm. the really light blue. Running about like I would run about. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. Jogging, it's like sprint. Oh, oh, no, he's just jogging. He he had to 
refused free Yorkshire puddings, if I remember correctly. <laughs> there was some sort no, of deal. It that... wasn't him. The club had to refuse on his behalf. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because they were sending them to him and obviously using that as an endorsement. Mm. And he was consuming said Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> and I remember Wilco said, oh, he's not overweight, it's a power pack. <laughs> mm. Just Yorkshire puddings. There's also a fantastic rumour, and this is uh, an urban legend, but I don't care, it's still funny. It's, it was apparently at some sort of um, African Cup and the Zimbabwean uh, manager was uh, jibing him in the bar and taking the piss out of uh, Ghana or something in their performance. And uh, apparently the next thing that that manager saw of him when he, he walked into his hotel room and found Tony in bed with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently Tony said, you insult my country, I take your wife. <laughs> oh, man. oh, God, that can't be real. Hey, I don't think it is, but I love it. I love it. It's, it's definitely, it's one of those jokes that will be recycled, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and the name would be changed, but mm. that's fantastic. I mean, if that's true, yeah, he just goes up and up and up in your estimation, doesn't he? <laughs> the man... The man is a legend. Yeah, he's brilliant. What was better then? The, the Wimbledon goal or the Liverpool goal? Wimbledon for me. I saw the Liverpool I mean, one live, me. but I thought I thought it was great. And then when I saw the Wimbledon one, I think he's had to do a lot more. He's had yep. to do a lot more. Yeah. Hang on. 14th the... of February, 2011. Tony Bowers rejected accusations by former Zimbabwean coach Charles Malari <laughs> that the ex counter striker was engaged in a moral sexual act with his wife. <laughs> Happened. Good God. God. It's been on love that said it. So the next one is what happened when you do the line, which was when I my life. When a man insults my country, I told him by taking his woman. Kelvin Yeboah, who is the nephew of Tony. Yeah. But unfortunately, yeah, I stand in the with the ultras in the Rapid Vienna. And and he was playing for the opposition, so I couldn't get too excited about it. <laughs> you imagine. How did you get beaten up at the football in Austria? Well, <laughs> I started chanting Yeboah. <laughs> But would you not chant your bower if anybody hit a shot and it came up from the underside of a bar? I mean, enough, that, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Your bower, yeah. and that's it. Well, if, if, L, if LUTV hadn't died, hadn't shit itself after two seconds of the Huddersfield game, you would have found out because I would have been screaming <laughs> your bower, your bower at Luke Halen. <laughs> yeah. Just found this tweet on, uh, on Twitter. Met Tony Bower, Brian Dean, a film singer at a warehouse in Leeds. Uh, house nights with a predominantly gay crowd. Yeboah had on the largest suit I've ever seen. I spent 10 minutes telling Dean he was as good as Yeboah. The drugs were very strong that particular night. <laughs> oh so can somebody tell me what, uh, so I know what a sexual act is. Um, can someone tell me what an immoral sexual act is? Well, the fact that she's because married is probably immoral. That's the immoral part. Of it, yeah. I was hoping it'd be better than that. <laughs> 
hoping it'd be a bit spicier than that. Is Liverpool goal recently won that uh, that big massive World Cup thing on Twitter that people do? Yeah, was it a public vote? Probably it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was never going to be any other winner, wasn't it? No. The goal against Wimbledon. Yeah. He he's off off the air, two feet off the air. I know because I just painted it. It'll <laughs> probably be the cover of this uh, main cast, but yeah, he's completely flying, basically, like a Ghanaian eagle, yeah, footballing eagle, soaring through. The London skies. That's when we didn't. That's when we didn't have a London, have a problem with the London curse. <laughs> yeah. I wonder when. I wonder if we can track that London curse back to when it actually happened. Maybe. Maybe there's a way to reverse it, reverse engineer it. So we need to find anyway, out what happened in that the the last good match we had in London and do yeah. the absolute opposite of it. Mm. So probably. And anyway, I'm with, you, I'm with game. you, Alex. I was there at that at that game against Liverpool and it's it's the best goal I'll I'll ever see yeah. there's there's no doubt about it but the rest of the game was absolute garbage yeah. mm, it was garbage. such a pure shit bar- pure shit boring game the only thing <laughs> of quality was that and I was I was sat in the East Upper I don't know why we were always in the East Upper for the first couple of games in a, in a season but we were directly in line with uh, David James's goal line so it was like early, like goal line technology. I saw the ball hit the bar and just saw it go. And I saw the gap between the bar, the, being the post and the ball. And Ellen Road just went absolutely crazy. And if you look at the videos of him putting that, that goal in, there's a guy in the cop who decides it's in. If you look at the slow-mo, it's, it's just from behind your boa and he hits the ball. And there's a guy in the cop that decides it's in way before it's even anywhere near the goal. And there's somebody behind him that has missed witnessing the finest goal at Ellen Road because that twat stood up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to find that guy. I really would like to find that guy because this guy just stands up in his light coloured top and a guy behind him is like, fuck's sake, man. <laughs> it, it, that reminds me of, there's all these images of, um, of the, the Liverpool fans who left half-time of the, the Champions League yeah. 3-0 down to AC Milan in Istanbul. Reminds me of that. Yeah. Trying to get back not not the even their choice. I mean, that's their choice to leave, isn't it? This wasn't his yeah. choice. <laughs> yeah. He's sat there. I mean, he's, he's sat through a massively turgid game. The only bit of quality's <laughs> happened and Dave in front has stood up. <laughs> he's never forgiven him, I bet. I bet he still sits in the same seat. It's the same guy sat in front of him. He's like, sit the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating to me how many different angles, like, how beautiful a goal like that can be yeah. from all and how it was experienced by all the different people who saw yeah, it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> we were lucky because that was the, the season that Sky had started with all the multiple angles, it was like the, the Sky digital stuff. So on the top of the stairwells up to the East and they had like a platform put on top of there for the cameras. So that's why you get the, the view from the East as well. Mm. If that had been the season before, we'd have just had the one from the gantry and that's it. <laughs> so. oh okay. So I think that's about it, isn't it? There's not too much more. I mean, the year's only five days long. Yeah, it's still shit. It's already shit. It's great. <laughs> Do you get any more juice out of this Yeboah and love thing? <laughs> I can probably find more. I found that basically an extract from his Peter and Love's column. 
I can read Yeboah, it out to you if you like, but I don't want to put the accent on. Yeboah <laughs> has rejected the accusation by Unlove, insisting that the Zimbabwean striker is a nominal friend. Not too much of a friend, Yeboah said. This is a story. The lad started giving my friend a lot of stick for his country's loss, especially our head coach. My friend was taking it quite gracefully, but as a proud Ghanaian, I could sense his patience was wearing thin. Nevertheless, the drinks kept flying, so did the jokes. Came to the end of the night, and some of the lads had disappeared to bed, but notably our coach and my friend. Now, during the whole tournament, the manager had personally entered the hotel rooms of most lazy players, and Johnny was the most the worst, and pulled them out of bed in the morning to get ready for training. So myself and a couple of the other lads decided to repeat the routine on him. We got the keys from reception and seven of us bundled into his hotel room at 4am. To our horror, it was not our coach that we found in bed. It was my friend, Yeboah. The worst part was that he was having sex with the coach's wife. I quickly rounded up the boys and ushered them out of the room, frantically hoping to keep a lid on the situation. After all, it was I who invited him to the party. We found the coach in one of the hotel bathrooms. He had had far too much to drink and crashed out. The next morning at breakfast, I quizzed my friend about what happened. He delivered a line which I'll remember all my life. When a man insults my country, I insult him by taking his woman. Our manager did eventually find out about the incident, and I think he separated from his wife for a period. The last I heard, though, they were back together, and he's now coaching in the USA. So, definitely happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the interest of parity, um, Yeboah has said, I don't know where this is coming from. I wasn't even in Egypt in 2006 for the Nations Cup. I must say with all sincerity, these uh, allegations are completely false and not good for my image. Well, that's clearly false. I'm sorry, Tony, because these images, these allegations are very good for your image. Yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't even in his wife. <laughs> I mean, Egypt. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that could have made it better is after he'd said, uh, I do this for my country or whatever, that if he'd have sort of said, Ghana! Or, you know, like, <laughs> pumped his chest or, you know, Ghana forever or something like this. Or, this is Ghana! Like, this is Sparta and <laughs> pushed on love in the face of, I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, fantastic story. I, I didn't realise that was going to go in that direction, but <laughs> brilliant. I mean, the next time someone insults you or your country, you know what to do with their wife. <laughs> Do the Tony, what would ask, ask yourself, what would Tony Yeboa do? Yeah. <laughs> Sleep with someone's wife and have a massive Yorkshire pudding. So, if anybody mm. insults your country, there you perform go. an immoral act. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right here. Um, let's wrap this up then. So, five days in and final thoughts. Shit in it. We're going down. We haven't won a game in 2021. Rubbish. You need, need to change the style of the fucking yeah. shit. Be honest with you. Not football. Get Big Sam in. Good points. Get Billy Chin. No, I think, you know, we're in lockdown again. That It looks like they're going to stop football. It's properly deja vu. But that means that we'll win the league by 10 points. Oh my, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Look out, Scott. We're coming for you. Yeah. And then Karen will say next year, <laughs> well, Leeds only won the Premier League because of COVID. Yeah. I'll be perfectly fine with that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Won't care. Won't care if that happens. I want Karen. I won't <laughs> go on about it. 
One thing, if football does stop for a bit, the chances are greatly increased that Brady plays Premier League football for Leeds. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. I mean, at the rate we're going through centre backs, <laughs> it's almost certain that he'll be called up by this time next week. Yeah. Injury or not? Yeah, but Gaetano, you've got one fucking leg. Get out there! Get out there, man! What you want meant to be hard? <laughs> just, he's just had a kid, hasn't he? So I think he's going to be laid low for a while anyway. Mm. But do you remember when Cantona yeah, came back for them and Sky put out loads of billboards of him looking like, oh, the man's back, like he'd been released from prison, like Juliet Jake. I want to see the same for Brady <laughs> in silhouette, like with blood stains on the wall behind him. Yeah, in Cantona, which... he only two foot, two foot kung fu kicked one person in his yeah. career. <laughs> Brady's made a whole career out of it. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, where, where's his plaudits, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> They're coming. Wait till the Premier League gets exposed to him. Yeah. <laughs> Rennier then. The, um, the punditry so... will be amazing on that one. It's like, it's just, the, he's going to kill somebody, is this lad? He's not, that's not what the Premier League's all about. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to VAR <laughs> for that challenge from Brady. We can't spend much time on VAR because he needs to go to the hospital. <laughs> Leeds United's Gatana Barati has made history today by the quickest VAR decision ever returned. Dangerous foul play. He's hunted down the VAR offices as well. And has been charged with murder in the second <laughs> <day. Yeah. laughs> Still love him. Still love him. Indeed. Um, so in a year which has brought us more bad news than we'd hoped. We at the Roaring Peacock strive on like a like a crane through honey, <laughs> sinking lower than hell. <laughs> I don't know what's, what's happening? You know when you start. You know when you start a sentence and you've got no idea where it's going to go. And your brain's like, like, I am committed to this analogy. <laughs> And you just think deeper and deeper. Yeah. Much like a crane. Walking <laughs> through funny. <laughs> In the depths of hell. Stay tuned for our um, happy cast in which we talk about all the happy things uh, in a very happy way to all cheer us up from lockdown in a couple Scheduled of days. Scheduled to 2035. <laughs> which was uh, Barney's idea. If you have already guessed. <laughs> so, first uh, main cast of 2021, and we'll sign off here. So, if you want to uh, subscribe and hit that bell button, do it, guys. Oh, guys. Leave a comment. <laughs> Support the channel. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a goodbye <laughs> from me. Uh, I'm Adonis, and it's a goodbye from Ross. Bye. And it's a goodbye from Alex. Hit that subscribe button and ring that bell. <laughs> Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie, Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends. <laughs>